This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 39 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show, the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week, and we talk about sports psychology. We talk about mindsets, attitudes. We talk about people. Because this show is about you. It's about coaches. It's about athletes. It's about parents. about officials. about fans. It's about the mental side of sports. And I've been in practice... Uh, for a long time. I'll be starting my 40th year of work next uh, week, the day after Labor Day. And next week, I'm going to have a very uh, fun show because I'm going to reminisce about my 40 years, how sports psychology has evolved. Because it's a hot topic now. When I started, nobody was doing it. I was one of the very first people to do this in the whole country. And next week, we're going to talk about that. But today... We're going to get into several things. I'm going to have a guest on starting our second segment. His name is Brian Barlow. He's got a great program. He's been on with me before. His program is called Stop, and it's about helping soccer clubs and youth sports take back the game from abusive and unruly parents and reverse the short of referees. But before we get going, we're going to go to the phones. We have our first, first caller who we're going to get to in a minute named Jake. But uh, before we get to Jake, here's the deal. We've got a lot of stuff going on right now in this in this country. And I don't talk about politics on this show. That's not what the show is about. I'm not going to. But what I want to talk about is the issue of being a person. I'm 65 years old. I was raised by loving parents. I have two younger sisters. I was married for 17 years. I've been divorced now for 17 years. I have two sons who are raised by myself after my divorce. I've been very focused on teaching them values, teaching them the right thing. And throughout my life, I have tried, tried to do the right thing. We all screw up, we all make mistakes. But one thing I taught my sons, and my oldest son Jonathan called the, sh- called the show a couple weeks ago. And he said, Dad, you taught us a lot of things. One thing was to never use the word hate. And he said, other than, other than talk about the Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, which is sort of funny. But, but I did. I said, hate's a bad word. There's so much hate in our society right now. It just, it just really bothers me. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what sexual persuasion you are. You are a human being. In my 40 years of work, I've tried, I've tried to pe- treat people as people. And it really concerns me today with all this angst and hatred in our society. It, I, I just had to say this. I've had anger against people. And 
for legitimate reasons. But I don't hate people because of who they are, what they stand for. You know what the solution to all this is? It's called talking. It's called communicating. And we need to do a better job of that. I just want to say that because in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a show where I've invited a couple of very prominent people to come on the show. A former NBA coach who happens to be black is going to come on and talk about the issues with me. And he's a wonderful man. We're going to talk about human beings and people. But that's in a couple of weeks. Today, let's go to Jake. So, Jake, good morning. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Uh, sorry, this is my first time calling in to you. Um, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Where, where are you? Where are you calling from? I am calling from uh, Jefferson County in Kentucky. Okay, well, uh, Louis, Louisville to be specific, I guess uh, for you uh, Missourians up there. Okay, how'd you hear about the show? Oh my gosh, uh, I've been listening to you for a few months now. Uh, a buddy of mine put me on because um, he said he used to call in where it's it you know it's a uh, a collection of high school football coaches and I just kind of got put on and I've been listening to you um, every Sunday morning it's uh, pretty nice to hear uh, hear you speak um, over here in, in Kentucky well thank you very much uh, I've been to Kentucky before went to Vanderbilt University in Nashville and I was up in oh, Kentucky several times well, you are not a uh, assistant high school football coach, then I take it, <laughs> if you went to Vanderbilt. No, well, no. I, anyway, I, I could be. But anyway, what would you like to ask, Jake? You wanted to call about something. Well, Dr. Jacobs, I think you summed it up um, very – your um, intro into the show summed it up pretty nicely. And maybe this is a phone call that I need to do um, when you're doing that show um, in the near future. Um, but – as a non-person um, of color um, in a sport where people of color, um, you know, play, strive, and um, become the best in, I don't, I'm not entirely sure um, how to address my locker room. And I don't know if you could help me with that uh, in any way, but... Um, I just heard what Patrick Mahomes had to say today, and I, you know, it, it kind of blows my mind that anybody would go into the comments attacking, uh, you know, someone as good as a player as him. And what did, I, I think, I, I'm unaware of what he said to share it with us. So uh, the, when he came out speaking about his um, activism on Black Lives Matter. Um, and what's going on in the country, taking a step into racial injustice. Um, you know, there's people out there, and it may be bots accounts. I'm just reading off uh, the Internet. But people are attacking, uh, you know, this athlete that is who, at, who you know, the younger generation will look up to um, right now and to the future. But I have athletes in my locker room who, you know, um, I don't know if they're dealing with hate on social media, but uh, they definitely see what's going on in the world, and they're exposed to it. And I understand that maybe their um, fathers or someone um, significant to them has had conversations about them, because um, that's what we hear is the conversation that these, that fathers have to have with their children um, when dealing uh, with what's going on in the world. And it's been going on, you know, since we since we were probably. Uh, uh, I don't know how old you are, Dr. Jacobs, but it's been going on. I'm world. 65, Jake. Oh, well, there you go. So about thir about 
it's been going on since we've been alive. Um, so I guess my main question is, I don't know how to address my locker room uh, when something like that, uh, when something like this comes up, because it's not something I've never had to face as a coach. And then, you know, we have players that want to play, but I also have players that also want to take a stand on the issue because they see their, they see players like Patrick Mahomes and they want to, you know, be, they want to do, they want to do something to help a change, but they face criticism for it. Um, well, maybe, here, here, like said, here's Jake. Here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this. Brian Barlow is going to join us in our second, third segments this morning because I want to talk with you in our next right. segment about this. We're going to go to our commercial break here in a few moments. But this is an issue we need to address, and I'm going to try and help you, okay? Because it's all about this one word, Jake. It's about communication. And as a coach, you are a role model. You are a guide. Right. You are a psychologist. You are an influence on these young men. And one of the things that you need to do, in my opinion, is open the lines of communication because your job right now is not just to coach special teams. Your job right now is to facilitate change and growth. And these young men will look back on you 15, 20 years from now and remember what you did. So we're going to talk about this on our next segment. And then Brian Barlow is going to join us in our last two segments to talk about similar issue which is violence in new sports i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs this is the sports psychology hour this is the sports psychology hour i'm dr andrew jacobs as a sports psychologist With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show him you love him. Keep him safe. 
Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Olivia, from Washington. <clears throat> Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show, the Sports Psychology Hour, from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports, and we're going to go back to the phones. We've been talking with Jake from Kentucky, who's a high school special teams coach, and I want to continue our conversation we began. Jake, just just sum up why you called this morning. You said you, you listen to a bunch of uh, coaches in Kentucky listening to the show, so I want to thank you very much. I know we've had calls from around the country. Our show is really expanding, and I'm a little selfish in saying this, but I think this show needs to be on all over the country because I talk about things people don't talk about, and that's your, your mind, your attitude, and what goes on. So tell us why you called today. No, you're, you're, uh, you're exactly right, Dr. Jacobs. There's no one else uh, out there that I know I can call into and talk about this stuff with um, from your aspect and what your background is um, because I know you have an understanding. But um, – Back to uh, my locker room, um, as we all um, – and I, I'm glad that you are based in Kansas City because this makes it kind of the setup kind of nice. Um, but it started with COVID and my players wanting to come back. And I think that's how it was for everybody, uh, COVID. How is sports going to come back? Well, now with this past week, uh, NBA games being postponed, more players speaking out. Um, and one of them being, and that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm glad that you're based in Kansas City, um, because one of them is Patrick Mahomes. And um, you can go back on his uh, Twitter, 
which uh, which is where I found the comments. But uh, there are people out there criticizing him. People, and it could, it, it's one of those things where it's like um, I have players who are of color, and at first it was that they wanted to come back to sports because you know at a time like this when there's a pandemic. Um, but now they're very hesitant to come back because they want to take a stance, but the people that are out there um, supporting them and supporting the high school that I work for uh, in Louisville, LuPont, uh, you know, there's fans out there that they necessarily don't share uh, viewpoints with. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah. Let me let me ask you a question, Jake. First of all, uh, because yeah, every school district in this country is different. Are you guys back in school? Are you in uh, in, in class, online, hybrid, or have you even started yet? Uh, until uh, after the Labor Day weekend. So school starts after Labor Day. Yes. Correct. Uh, correct. Okay, and will it be in person? Online or hybrid or, or a little bit of both? What would it be? Uh, I don't work as a uh, teacher within the school. Um, I think that they are doing remote. Okay, so but you are having sports? Uh, yes, we are having sports. Okay, so, so it's remote school. Okay. All right, so here's, here's what I think you need to do. Um, I recall back in 1968 when the race riots were going on in this country and they were going on here in Kansas City. I remember having dinner with family for a holiday in April and seeing tanks on top of a department store because of fear of, of riots. Um, I am I am a person who believes we treat everyone the same. We, I, I don't care what color your skin is, what religion you are, what sexual persuasion you are, you're a human being. And... I applaud people who are standing up for what they believe in. I think sports coaches right now have a larger role than ever because your job, and especially in your role, Jake, as a high school coach, especially with a mixed group of athletes, black and white. Do you have any Hispanic kids on your team or is it, mostly, is it all black and white? Uh, I would say a little Hispanic, but... Okay, so you've got... I, I said so, we're getting too specific. But you have several. Okay. Yeah. We have people of color on our team. So my, my, my response to you is this. I would encourage your head coach or your coaching staff to sit down and talk about this together first. Okay. And say, look, you know what? We're here to play football, but we're dealing with young men. We're here to coach football, but we're dealing with young men. Our country is in a crisis right now. There are all these things going on. We need to step back from football for a while, not, not that you avoid it, but we need to take some time to sit down and talk with these young men about life, about people, about relationships, about respect and honor. And we need to talk about it, and we need to give them a chance to talk about it. We need to give them a chance to share how they feel. We need to give them a chance to talk about what they're afraid of, and we need to share what we're afraid of. There's a lot of anger in this country, and it's not healthy. It's unhealthy in a lot of ways. And it's causing a lot of division and a lot of angst. I worked for, for, for at the day after Labor Day, Jake's beginning my 40th year of work. I've worked with all kinds of people. And you know what? When somebody comes into my office, sits down with me, I don't care 
what they are, who they are, they're, except they're a human being. And I treat everyone the same way, with respect. And I think that's a word you have to talk about. I think it's a word you have to talk about is fear. We've got the virus issues, we've got the race issues, we've got all the, the, the angst and politics going on right now. I think what you have to talk about is communication. And I think that's a necessity right now. How do you feel about that? I feel that's, uh, that's, that's absolutely correct. Communication is key. And right now it's more than ever um, a prominent thing. And there can't be any, any uh, interruptions. Yeah, the score of the game doesn't matter. How everybody's dealing with things is what does matter. You know, I always talk about you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. Well, what's a stronger mind? A stronger mind, in my opinion, starts with respect. It starts with integrity. It starts with honesty. And I would encourage you, Jake, I would encourage, I implore you to get these kids to talk. Let them talk about what they're afraid of. A few weeks ago, Jordan Willis, who is an NFL player who happens to be black on the New York Jets, called up this show. And he talked Mm -hmm. about the NFL locker room. He talked about when guys are in the locker room, they are a team. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter who they are. They're working together. And he said, Doc, it it doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what your religion is. You're a member of this team, and we we work together. Of course, that's the reason he's made it to the NFL, because he understands that. You're at the high school level, Jake, so my I implore you, talk with your other coaches, have a meeting with them, and then have a meeting with these kids, and talk, and give them a chance to talk and share how they feel, okay? I hear you. Uh, what if I have a... And we've got about a, 30 seconds left here, Jake, so real quick. What if, I have, what if I have a player that doesn't want to come back and play because of the circumstances? you got to respect no him. you got to respect him, but talk with him and understand why. And tell them the door's always open. Okay, I'd like you to give me a call at my office, Jake. I want to talk mm-hmm. with you more after the show. It's 816-561-5556. Yep. Okay? Wanna, thank you for listening, sir. You, you got that number? 816-561-5556. You go, listen, I appreciate you listening. Get more people to listen to this show. I appreciate you getting people on. And our shows are podcasted on my website, on SoundCloud as well. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Look forward to hearing from you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio.
One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Appreciate everyone listening. That that was a tremendous call. I want to thank Jake for calling in from Kentucky. And, you know, we've got a lot of things going on in this country, and there's a lot of fear going on with kids. And I think it's so important to talk and share how you feel. That's why I said suggested to him as coaches, and I would encourage every coach right now, if your team is actually practicing, to take some time and maybe skip a physical practice and have a mental practice Talk, share, express, give kids a chance to talk about their fears and what's going on. There's a lot of anger and angst and scared stuff going on right now. All right, we're going to shift gears. Joining me 
is Brian Barlow. I've had Brian on before. He's a soccer dad, a referee, former player down in Oklahoma. And he's created a program called the Stop Program to help soccer clubs and youth sports take the game back from abusive and unruly parents. So it sort of fits in what we're getting at here. And there's such a, rever- there's such a shortage of referees now. They're quitting because of all this anger. And we're getting back into sports in some places. And this, you know, there are a lot of angry people out there. So this stuff's going to come on. And a lot of people will take their anger out at games. So, Brian, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm super good, Doctor. How are you, man? I'm great. I, you know, we had a great show you're on with me about a year ago, and I'm glad we're having you back on. So tell us, tell us what's, you know, tell us what's been going on with your program and how it, how it's going. Well, first off, I, I got to mimic what Jake was saying. I, you know, what a powerful question that was, and I and I've often wondered, uh, and I and I don't mean to revert back to your previous segment, but I often wondered, you know, these coaches are in the crosshairs of a very major political and important time in our in our life right now the the coaches of of all the youth sports of all the high school sports of all the collegiate sports of all the pro sports they are in the middle of of a crisis for a lot of people that are really needing love communication acceptance understanding and really what my program is doing is it's very similar, but not as political, if that makes any sense. I'm no, that, that's why I think it's great that you're on today. I know, I, excuse me for interrupting, but here's the deal. You're 100% correct. And, you know, I, I co-wrote a book called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports with Jeff Montgomery, Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame closer, and Pete Malone, Hall of Fame swim coach, coached five gold medalists in the Olympics, and coached for 40 years. And I worked with his team for almost 30 years. I worked with Jeff when I was the Royal Psychologist in 1990. And we talk in that book about communication, about how coaches need to communicate and they need to share and discuss things. And today, more than ever, that's what a coach needs to do. You know, yes, you need to practice and you need to learn plays and you need to learn techniques. But now a coach's role is different, right? That's what you're getting at. It's so different. I mean, think about this. How many coaches give us lip service, give their players lip service? And what I mean by that is, you know, they go in the locker room or they're before the big game or during, you know, the first practice. You know, hey, guys, you know, your coaching staff, we're your coaching staff, and, and we love you, okay? Well, why are you saying we love you? Because we want them to perform at a high level because we want to keep our job. We want to boost our ego. We want to be loved by the community, and we, you know, we, we want to, you know, to win at all costs. And, and so we want our players to think that we love them. But, you know, when does it become real? When do we walk into that locker room and go, listen, yeah, I, I love you. I don't understand where we are right now as a society. I don't agree with everything. I don't walk in your shoes. I, I'm not aware of the situation and, and how everyone uh, lives and thinks. But I want to. So I want to get rid of practice right now. I don't want to think about winning and losing. I don't want to think about the X's and O's. I want to know about you. What makes us tick? Because what makes us tick as, as individuals maybe might help us form how we tick as a team. And if we can tick as a team as a, at a high level, and we can understand where you come from and what you're about, what you like and what you dislike, and we can, get, and we can understand what our neighbor, our person, our teammate, the guy sitting across from you, how they think, what they like, what they dislike. Maybe we can all come to an understanding that we all function differently. 
So I'm going to sit here and tell you I love you, but I don't understand where you come from. Well, you know what? I understand. Let, 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 let me tell you something. I, there's an athletic director, high school athletic director I've had on this show several times, a wonderful man. He lost his job. There's a new administrator came in. They got rid of him because he had a program about everybody loving each other at the school. He had emails that he sent out. All He's probably listening this morning because he listens quite a bit. He had emails that, that went out, and he, at the end of the emails, he always told everybody, I love you. Because he cared, and he lost his job because he cared too much. They didn't want somebody who cared that much, apparently. All right? <laughs> it, it, it screwed up. Okay? But I think, Brian, okay, here's the deal. In, in your program to stop abuse at games, okay, stop abuse. I mean, it, it, and, and I, I, like I said earlier, I'm 65. My sons are 30 and 29 now. They played youth soccer. They played basketball. My younger son swam until his senior year in college, um, played baseball. I mean, I, I've seen all this stuff at these games. I've seen abuse. I've seen coaches. I, I, I mean, I saw a coach physically abuse a kid once where I confronted him, and he said, F you to me. And because he had yeah. grabbed a kid by his neck and threw him against the fence because he tripped trying to steal second. And he was like, I think, 10 years old. And you've got all this anger out there. and But the situation right now, the way it needs to be addressed, in my opinion, is these is what Jake called in. And he called in before we even got on the air. He wanted to get on the show, our first caller. What I think coaches need to do, and I don't care if it's if it's with you know, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, I think you sit down and just talk with kids. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And especially at the high school level. The high school level is special with these teams. Take the time, and I don't care if it's a boys team, a girls team, men's, women's, doesn't matter. At the collegiate level, sit down with your athletes and talk about feelings. Something a lot of them probably yes. have never done before because they've been scared yes. to. They've been told you're weak, you're a wimp, yes. you, you know, tough guys don't talk about feelings. Well, that's a bunch of BS because I'm going to tell you something. 40 years of doing this, I've seen grown men cry in my office. I've seen... I've had the largest guy. I had a six foot six, three hundred and sixty pound man break down and sob in my office, dealing with his feelings. And after that, he gave me a hug. He said, "Doc, this is one of the best things I ever did, man, because I'm finally dealing with who I am." So I think it's healthy. What do you think? Well, you know, hate hate never defines us. Hate never helps a solution. Hate never resolves any problem. I've only seen love and communication do that. You know, I, I know you're from my region. I'm a big Oklahoma State guy, Oklahoma State football, Oklahoma State sports. And, you know, Mike Gundy wore a shirt. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this on yes, National I'm News. Aware he of wore it. a T-shirt. Right. And it said it's AON. And I don't, I don't know what AON is. I don't watch the network. And I, I have a pretty good feeling Mike Gundy just grabbed a T-shirt. He was going to go fishing with his boys. And he opened up this huge can of worms with his football program and some of his players, including Hoover Chubbard, who's one of the leading Heisman candidates and threatened to leave the team because he wore this shirt. But what Mike Gundy had to do is he had to go, you know what, I, I, I'm not aware. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what I did wrong. And he grabs his team, and his team's getting ready to, you know, to walk out on him, and, and he just communicates with them. And guess what happens when you communicate and when you say, hey, guys, I, don't, I didn't know that this was offensive. I didn't, I didn't know that this was a problem. Well, make me understand. The question is, does does he does, Brian, the question is, does he understand it now? Yes. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... 
With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy. Your football buddy. Or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. Our shows are podcasted throughout the week around the country. They're podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB on my website, winnersunlimited.com. They're on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes. And this is a great show today. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. My guest right now is Brian Barlow. He is a dad, a referee in Oklahoma. He has a program called STOP. It's a program to help kids with the sport of soccer, dealing with what's going on. So, Brian, let, let's talk about your program and why it, it you have it. Because, you know, I've talked for years on the air about wacko parents and coaches on the sidelines screaming and yelling. 
my definition of winning is going and having fun. I don't think score should matter to your 13, 14 years of age. I think it should be about having fun, learning fundamentals. You learn about winning and losing, but it's more important about learning who you are. What do you think? Well, I, I, I absolutely agree. And it's not just soccer, by the way. It's all youth sports. And, you know, in, in, this, in this time where everything has to be, you know, when, when we talk as individuals and as people, you know, everything is so, we have to be politically correct, right? But it's the one, it's the one entity where people lose their political correctness in public. Think about that. It's the one time where we totally disregard how we look in public and what we say and how we say it. I mean, it's like when I walk into the grocery store and let's say they don't have the oranges that I want today and I just start screaming at the people that are that are stocking the produce, where are my oranges? You're terrible. This sucks. Get a new job. So, so I try to, I'm trying to get people to understand that maybe we should be politically correct on the lines of our youth sporting events because we are making it a very toxic, negative situation in an environment where it really should be about, especially, especially at that U8, U9, U10, all the way up to U14, maybe even U15 age. It should really be about development and having fun and, and, and being on a team and learning that, that really winning and losing isn't the factor here. It, 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 it's, it's about being a part of a team and learning how to overcome adversity and learning how to listen and learning how to adapt and conquer. And where does it, but where does it start? It starts with as a coach, in my opinion, Okay, I started the show today talking about communication. This show is about communication because we're communicating. A good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach yes. needs a sports psychologist. Okay, a, yes. good, a good coach is a good listener. Um, I've never met Andy Reid. I have uh, long before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and if anyone listens to the show, they know I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. I work with about 30 Chiefs players privately. Never worked for the team. Um. I've interviewed with several coaches out there. Never met Andy Reid, as I said. I admire him immensely because he is a player's coach. When you listen to players talk about him, they talk about him with love. They talk about, this man cares about me as a person. This man cares about me, about who I am. I've been around coaches in my career who, quite frankly, didn't give a blank about the players. They only cared about the score. I've been around coaches who didn't want me around because they didn't want somebody talking to the players about their feelings. There's a major league manager who didn't want me around because he didn't, he didn't believe in dealing with feelings. You just go out and play. So that team let me go because that guy didn't want me around, which was a joke, quite frankly, because you have to deal with your feelings. You have to deal with your emotions. So as someone who's dealing with these sports of soccer, you see all there's a, there's a and not just in soccer Brian and baseball softball all over the place there's a lack of referees especially at youth sports games right and the reason is what because parents cannot control their mouths their emotions and their feelings and it's a win at all cost mentality and the kids the players are sponges they are absorbing they're absorbing that negative energy and then what happens when we absorb something we become it and so I'm just trying to switch. I'm trying to switch the system here. I'm trying to get people to understand that your first off, your kids don't even want to hear you. They don't want to hear you when they're at their sporting event. 
They want to be with their teammates. They want to do their thing. It's their moment. It's not yours. Let it be theirs. And that's why, so Brian, Brian I, I, I tell coaches, when you go to a game, a youth sports game, you bring a bag of lollipops or Tootsie Pops, hand it out to the parents and say, suck on this. Yeah. And that way, they're quiet. And that yeah. way, the kids can play. And my feeling, yeah. I want to ask you. I want to ask you this question: If if there is an abusive parent at a game, who who for whatever reason is asked to leave, gets to the point where they're asked to leave, I don't think they should be allowed to come back again, unless they take a refereeing course and referee to figure out what it's like. Well, you know that's harsh, and and and, and I like it. And, and, it, and it, if it makes people uncomfortable, then guess what? Don't put yourself in that situation where you have to be uncomfortable. I was in Wichita, Kansas yesterday, refing a, a high-level um, youth soccer game. And um, one of the uh, officials, administrators from the complex said, hey, listen, if we have a problem with a parent on the sideline, our field marshals are trained to give them a, 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 a postcard. And on the postcard, it, it, it mentions the top five reasons why we don't have we have a officials problem why kids hate their parents to come to their sporting events. So at bullet points in five bullet points, why what they're doing is detrimental to that specific game and sport. And they make the they make the parent read it. If the parent doesn't sign it and understand it, they're asked to leave the field. And the guy asked me is what do you think about that? I go, I love it because it's accountability. How many postcard how many postcards were on the ground after the games? People threw them down. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are. But at least there's an attempt. My whole thing is accountability. Everyone, is, everyone asks me, like, well, what's the solution to this problem, Barlow? It's accountability. It, it's saying, as the coach, and listen, coaches that are strong, that, that know how to communicate, that aren't all about wins and losses, those are the ones that have the pregame meeting uh, every season and, and maybe multiple times throughout the season to say, hey, parents, listen, you're either a parent today, you're a coach, you're a referee, you're a spectator, or you're a volunteer. You're one of those. Pick which one, and you pick spectator. So you spectate. I'm going to coach. He's going to ref. Your kid's going to play, and the volunteers are going to volunteer. You've got you've got and people sending role. you you've got people sending you videos of unruly parents and coaches. And where yeah. can people where can people watch those? On Facebook, on it's it's called Your Offside. The page is called Offside, but the uh, the URL is your offside. It's on Facebook. We're on YouTube as well. Um, I'm getting ready to start a TikTok channel because I, I, apparently, Dr. Jacob, all, all the cool kids are on TikTok right now. So well, I get with, for as long as that's around before that gets cut off. Okay, so let me ask this question: Are you still getting a lot of them sent to you? You know, we we did have a obviously, you know, the world has changed forever dramatically since the last time you and I talked, and so for three to four months, I, I nothing like we we stopped. As a matter of fact, I. I just made a I made a decision to, to, to not post anything on that on that page, uh, just because I just didn't think it was the right time. Just we weren't in that moment. Well, there were no but sports going on, so there couldn't be anything sent to you. Nothing's happening. But have, has it changed since things have sort of renewed again? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think people have a lot of built up anger, and I think uh, as sports starts to reopen, I think it's worse than it's ever been. I hate I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But I'm a pretty positive guy. But uh, I think people are now just, they're angry. Well, so and, let me uh, ask you this, Brian. As a referee, as a dad, as a coach, okay, here's, here's, here's my, my opinion. I think 
the first thing, and I shared this earlier in the show with Jake, who called in, the, the high school coach. I think the first thing every coach needs to do as practices get started for their teams, and I don't care if it's a little, little bitty basketball or a high school team or even a college team, but at least up, up to the high school level, the coaches need to have a meeting with the parents and have a meeting with the parents and talk about what's going on, talk about you know what questions do you have about the virus, are you scared, all those things. Talk about have give parents a chance to talk about their fears about their kids playing try to get people to open up and have the coach share his or her philosophy of what they're going to do how they're going to handle things have an open line of communication and then have a meeting with the athletes and have the athletes talk have them share and some athletes are afraid to say things they give an opportunity to write things down on a piece of paper and hand it in and we'll talk about it i think that's more important than ever now what do you think well i mean it is uh, and I, I think the whole theme of your show is, is really communication. And I, and I think that's such a key thing. You know, the other day I had a problem with my, some people building out one of my websites. And, and, you know, we're going email back and forth and nothing was happening. Nothing was getting accomplished. I'm getting super pissed. And I can tell they're aggravated. But you know what? I picked up the phone and I said, hey, I'm done with the emails. And I'm done not understanding why this isn't getting resolved. And this, this is a minor thing. And guess what? You know, it took five or ten minutes. Yeah, because you spoke, you talked directly with, yeah, we have so many ways to communicate now that block communicating. Face-to-face, yes, uh, the, the, the best way is face-to-face and then verbally. But we've got all, you know, we, we, you've got email, voice, you know, texting, all, all these things. Face-to-face is the best. But, but unfor- you know, the... the benefit of all this stuff is there there are a lot of ways we can communicate with people all over the world but yeah face-to-face is the best way well i mean here and here's the deal i, I, I always tell people whenever you know on email on text uh on on on, on messaging on on social media when, when things start to get upside down pick up the phone and call somebody well i agree okay we, we, we've got we got to wrap things up brian so let me ask you do you, yeah. your, your program's called stop how can people get a hold of you and find you yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, on my website, uh, stopreferabuse.com, uh, you, can, you can hit me up there on Facebook through the offside page, Messenger there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love people to join. And, you know, we get some pretty controversial and informational stuff on there. So we're just trying to change the world uh, one, uh, one person at a time. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. You will come on again. And uh, hold on, I'm going to talk to you when we go off the air. I want to thank you so much, Brian Barlow, for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Ben. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports 
If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.